Alright everybody, good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast on a Saturday afternoon, week number two of the NFL, uh, pretty decent game the other night, a somewhat entertaining game from a fantasy perspective, uh, your Vikings unfortunately succumbed to the Philadelphia Eagles, but uh Strong outputs uh, made out there. DeAndre Swift made his mark on that backfield. We'll have to see how that kind of plays out over the next couple of games. Uh, decent game for Justin Jefferson, which had not been the case typically uh, against uh, against the Eagles. Uh, but unfortunately, short straw for Kirk Cousins despite the four touchdowns, Wiz. Yeah, he's looking like the Blake Bortles of uh, fantasy football from uh several years back where they were in catch-up mode and you know, the Vikings are just going to be in a lot of uh, those type of games. Uh, he put up terrific numbers. Jefferson, Hawkinson, uh, Devontae Smith, Swift as well. Uh, the only star in the game who really seemed to put up a, a clunker was A.J. Brown and had a little bit of a skirmish with uh, Jalen Hurts on the sideline, but uh, I guess that happens from time to time, but uh it was the second half of a lot of action, a lot of sloppy play, turnovers. Um, and, um, you know, as far as the game itself goes, uh, I'm just not a big fan of Thursday night football. But um, at least at least the second half produced some action. Yeah, I hate Thursday night football. Um, but, yeah, I, I would agree the second half was not too bad uh, from, a, from a football standpoint. I think, I think as we saw last week was a number of games went under. Uh, a lot of teams have a lot of rust on it, and I think that's kind of the earmark of early season football when you don't have a lot of these players that are are playing. And we're also seeing it from an injury perspective, just a ton of hamstring injuries and groin pulls and, you know, Austin Eckler's out, you know, second game. I just, I, I don't know, Wiz. I, I'm, I'm not sure where the heck this is all going, but it just seems like the injuries, less activity seems to feed into more injuries and, and we're dealing with it in week two of the NFL season. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on, even some players playing through it, like Darren Waller uh, played through it. And then I saw something that came across a little while ago uh, today about Amari Cooper. And uh, that really, um, that really puts people in a bind, right? Because they got the Monday night football game, Amari Cooper and Oh boy, not sure what to do with that. You kind of have to make a decision uh, well before Monday Night's football about what to do with that player, whether you're going to hope he plays or just sit him. So it, the injuries are one thing, but when it, these games with the injured players are on Sunday night or Monday night, it adds to the aggravation. Yeah, it complicates matters for sure. And I think, you know, we're looking for a number of teams who started off the season on the wrong foot last week uh, to see if they bounce back. Um, and perhaps that's going to not be the case where some teams uh, are going to start the season 0-2 possibly. So uh, a lot of intrigue as we head into week number two uh, of the NFL season. Um, uh, this is our opportunity to kind of pat ourselves on the back. That's uh, it, not to say that that won't be the case uh, next week when we're talking about how our picks went for the weekend. But uh Marvelous job was on Thursday. Yeah, just a batch of winners. Uh, the only lose was Dallas Goddard yards, but if you would have told me that he was going to catch six passes, I would have doubled my bet on the over yards for him. But uh, everything else, we both love the over. Um, DeAndre Swift, rushing yards, total yards for you. Hawkinson, 
anytime touchdown. Um, for me, Hawkinson double dip yards and receptions, Goddard receptions, uh, and I even snuck one in on Tyler Chandler um, over four and a half receiving yards, and uh, he came in for Edward Scissorhands, and uh, he got some action in the, in the second half. Oh God, Madison! Uh, if you're a Madison owner right now, ooh, uh, that's uh, yeah, <laughs> he does not look good. But nine out of ten on a Thursday night football game is something that will take any day of the week. Uh, so very happy to get the week off on a right foot. So we're going to see if we can continue with that, Wiz. Um, some good matchups, some some uh, some conference, some division matchups. And like I said, there's a number of teams <clears throat> that are looking uh, to bounce back from a difficult start. So uh, where do you want to where do you want to kind of move this forward, Wiz? Here today. Yeah, I'm going to go with the games. Let's, let's go with the games that we like this week. I have six games that I like. Oh boy. Games that includes. Sides and totals. How many do you like? Uh, I got about I got three games that I like this week. A little. I, I actually am struggling out of the gate here. I'm trying to find my footing in terms of game picks, but I have three games this week. Was all right. So I want you uh, since you know there are only three. Want you just knock them off and uh, tell us which ones you like. So I'm gonna look at the first game and uh, again we don't talk about this beforehand. So I, I, this is a kind of a whiz type of uh, thesis in this particular game, but. Uh, I look at that New England game at home against the Dolphins where the Dolphins are laying the Patriots two and a half points, and I smell go the other way. So I am taking the New England Patriots plus two and a half against the Miami Dolphins. I think most of the money will probably move the Dolphins' way, uh, but I suspect that an upset will be in the making in Foxborough this Sunday. All right. And what are the other two? Uh, the other two, uh, I have the over 47 and a half last year when Seattle played Detroit. Now, I know Seattle has some issues. They did not play well offensively the other day. Uh, they got a banged up secondary, although I think Witherspoon's going to play in this game. Uh, last year, these two teams met. It was 48 to 45. Uh, the over-under is 47 and a half. Uh, as a result of that, I'm going to take the over in that football game was... Um, Additionally, Wiz, a team, another team in that division that has had Joe Burrow's number, and that's the Baltimore Ravens, and they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals. I didn't like anything I saw from the Bengals last week. Uh, they're getting three points against the Bengals, and guess what? I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens plus three against the Bengals on the road. Alrighty, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with six games, and <clears throat> I think I think you know the Lions had that win at Kansas City, but. There was a lot that I didn't love from the Lions in that game. Um, the players that the, that the Lions were missing, that Kansas City was missing, um, it, they handed them a touchdown literally on the ball that went through Tony's hands. I don't know. I'm going to take the Seahawks <clears throat> plus four and a half. I just can't believe how bad the Seahawks played in week one. So with that being said, I'm going to go with a bounce back with the Seahawks. Kansas City has not lost this type of game in years with Patrick Mahomes. I know the Jags and the hype and Trevor Lawrence and all of that. Travis, Kel Travis Kelsey's back. Chris Jones is back. I'm going to leave it three and a half points on the road. In the game that you took the Ravens, I just cannot believe how inept both offenses were. I think it will be a different story this week. I think you're going to see a lot of Lamar Jackson running the ball. And what I think will be... A game with Joe Burrow is pretty comfortable, unlike Cleveland, 
puts up big numbers against the Ravens. So I'm going to go over 46 and a half. Um, I don't believe what I saw from the Rams in week one. I know they put it on the Seahawks, but I just think it was one of those games. I think it's going to be a completely different story against the Seahawks, against the 49ers. So I'm going to lay the seven and a half with the Niners. I'm going to lay the three and a half points with the Broncos against the Commanders at home. And the last game, believe it or not, is unfortunately, if it comes out where my prediction is right, it'll be bad for you and your New York Giant fans as well. I think Arizona is going to beat the Giants, and I'm going to take them with the four points. Okay, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting with Burrow. I, I I did look at him. So two years ago, Burrow lit up the Ravens in two different games. In one of the games, he had 500 yards. And then the last three games, the last three games, Joe Burrow has not eclipsed 220 yards. So which Joe Burrow will show up is the question. And he's only had one touchdown in each of the last three games. So, so I agree with you. He lit them up like a Christmas tree. Back in 2021, seven touchdowns, 500 yards in one game, but struggled the last three. So uh, it'll be interesting to see which Joe Burrow we see because we saw a lot of rust last week, Wiz. We really did. And uh, in terms of stipulations, um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. How about you? Yeah, I've got about seven or so as well. So why don't you uh, why don't you start it yeah, off? I'm, with- I'm going to start it off. I, I don't think the Bills can stop the run. Um, and I think in this game, they're going to want to keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. And uh, I like I like Josh Jacobs over 68, 68 and a half yards rushing. Um, next one, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson over 266 and a half yards passing and rushing combined. I think this is going to be an offensive game. I think he was terrible in week one, made a lot of mistakes. I think he's going to get things on track, especially with Andrews back this week as key target. That'll be pick two. Um, Kansas City cannot cover the tight end. Um, you saw a rookie in the light and the Lions tight ends catch around seven or eight passes last week. I'm going to go Ingram over 38 and a half yards receiving, especially uh, in this type of game where the game script I think is going to be Kansas City gets off to a good lead. I want to play Ingram over yards, and I need to double up with him on receptions as well. I think the number is four and a half. Um, Stevenson, to along with your lines of thinking, I'm going to go over 50 and a half yards rushing. I think New England wants no part of having to stay on the field on defense against Hill and Waddle and, and Tua. I think you're going to see ground and pound. I like Stevenson over 50 and a half, and I like Elliott as well over 23 and a half. I think you're going to see a tremendous amount of rushing um, offense from the uh, from the Patriots' point of view. Two more I love. I'm going Joshua Kelly under 51 and a half. This is the Titans. You don't run the ball against them. You saw what the Saints rushing offense looked like last week. Uh, they couldn't run the ball. The Dolph- the Chargers, I know, put up tremendous numbers. That was against the Miami Dolphins. Not this week. Joshua Kelly, I know he's a hot pickup. I'm still going under 51 and a half on him. And Nick Chubb. I know that Amari Cooper may or may not play. I don't care. This guy averages like eight yards a carry. If the guy gets, you know, 14 carries or 15 carries, he's going to go over 77, 78 and a half yards rushing. I love Nick Chubb. He's unstoppable. That offensive line is terrific. And then you remove Cam Haywood out of the equation for Pittsburgh. Come on. This is Nick Chubb. All day, every day, and twice on Sundays, and even three times on Monday. So Nick Chubb over seventy nine and a half rushing yards. 
Very interesting. Uh, we, we, I think I have one similar one to you, so I'm going to make note of that when we do pick it. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Was, um, I think we talk a lot about New England and how Bill Belichick tries to stop teams opposing players. So Tyreek Hill, the last time he went over 100 yards against the New England Patriots was in, back in 2018. Uh, four of the last five games that Tyreek Hill has faced off against New England Patriots, he has not scored a touchdown. I know, I know everybody's excited about, you know, last week's game, but I just want to kind of bring up that in seven straight games, he has not eclipsed 100 yards receiving against the New England Patriots. So just want to make a note of that. Uh, let's see. So where, where do I have to go here? Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, I am with you on the New England uh, running the football story. Uh, so I have, I have a big focus on running backs as well this week, Wiz. So I, I went with the Elliott side of it. So I like uh, Ezekiel Elliott over 23 and a half yards rushing against uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I have Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry as my two unit specials for rushing yards. So you mentioned Nick Chubb, Steelers, Haywood, agree with everything. So I, I love that play. Derrick Henry's going to go up against the Chargers, who you and I both know have been absolutely disastrous in stopping the run. To the point, you know that the Chargers have scored 93 points in their last three games and lost every one of them. It's just unbelievable. The defense stinks. So Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, two unit plays, rushing yardage there. Um, I like what I saw with Michael Pittman Jr. and Anthony Richardson last week. And last year, Pittman went 9 for 121 against Houston. Over 55 and a half yards for Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, I'm going to ride the Amon Ross St. Brown uh, ca- uh, carousel this week. And I'm going with it from a catch perspective, 6 and a half. I'm also going with his teammate Sam Laporta. Over 3 and a half catches at the tight end spot. Chris Olave uh, with no J.C. Horn, and last year he had a humongous game against the Carolina Panthers, over 71.5 receiving yards. I'm going to take the over there as well, Wiz. Oh, wait, actually, one more. Sorry, one more. Uh, against the Giants, 10 targets last week for Zach Ertz, and the Giants don't play the tight ends particularly well either. Three and a half receptions, Zach Ertz. I'm going to take the over, Zach Ertz receptions at three and a half. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I was looking at Amon Ross St. Brown as well, and I was thinking to myself, boy, they couldn't cover that kid um, uh, from the Rams last week who was playing a lot of snaps uh, in in the slot. And I think he had double-digit receptions, and now they got to face Amon Ross St. Brown. So yeah. I was looking to tee that one up as well. Uh, yeah, so I think we're, we're similar on the Chubb and we're similar on – Ezekiel Elliott. So uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of we don't talk about any of these things, the picks, the stipulations, player props. We don't talk about any of this stuff uh, before we do this. And uh, it's always interesting to see the perspective. Uh, I'm hearing for the first time what you have to say, and and uh, you as well. When I'm uh, giving my picks, it always makes for a little bit more of an interesting situation. And uh, week two is upon us tomorrow, and. Uh, Let's uh, let's see what happens because there are a lot of supplier surprises in week one, especially with uh, usage of players. That Ram situation seemed to turn things upside down. The Eagles gain well in week one is the guy. DeAndre Swift is now the guy after week two. Tough to you know make that out. And uh, just, just before we go, just some thoughts. The, the, the Cowboys are nine point favorite over the Jets. I mean. Do you see the Jets keeping that game close with their elite defense? 
Or do you see a situation where similar to what happened last week where that defense gets on top of the Jets and then it makes it impossible for Zach Wilson? You know, and nine points just seems like a lot. I have a, a few Jet fans who think the result is going to be the Cowboys are going to win a squeaker. Just what do you think about that one? I mean, I just couldn't – I don't know what to make of it. Nine points is a, is a pretty big number, but if they get a lead, it could be really lights out. So it's a really big number when you consider the over-under in the game is 38-and-a-half. Sure is. That, that, so, so, the way, the way I look, so, so basically you're saying that the Cowboys are going to win this game, you know, in, in let's, say, let's say it's a 10-point win. The Cowboys are going to win this game something like, you know, 27, uh, whatever, 24 to, you know, say 14. That, that's kind of what we're looking at. So... Yeah, I think the Jet team total is is like 14, 14 and a half. I mean, it's it's a it's a something like that. It's a it's a low number. But uh, just wondering if you had any thoughts about it, or you just uh... so so I think I think the big thing in this I think the, the weather was a mess last week. Was for that giant uh, Dallas game. Uh, I I have a little bit more. Con- I do have confidence that this this game will be. A good football game. I have a little bit more confidence in Zach Wilson coming into the season, though it's never easy uh, going into someone else's building. Uh, I think the fact of the matter is the Jets are going to be reliant on that defense and their rushing game uh, without Aaron Rodgers. Um, I was tempted, actually, though, is given the backdrop of these two defenses, and I, I looked at the 38 and a half. I'm like, wow, that's really low. But I actually was tempted to take the under in the game because you could see this just being a slugfest too. So where both teams are just trying to run the ball and figure it out. You know, Because let's face it, it was last weekend, uh, the Dallas offense really wasn't forced to do anything, right? They didn't. They really didn't do anything offensively. The Giants shot themselves in the foot with their offensive uh, being, with their offense being so anemic. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The only issue for me as far as like betting the under is both these quarterbacks have a propensity for terrible turnovers. And you could see the, you know, three or four times where the Cowboys and Jets are starting like at the opposing yeah. 25 yard yeah, line with a terrible throw. You know, we've seen that over and over from these two quarterbacks. If they play a clean game and the other team has to drive the ball 70, 80 yards, I would agree with you. But I've just seen another bad decision-making from both of these quarterbacks. Uh, Just kind of watch the game, enjoy it, and take a pass. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, interesting this week, uh, I haven't looked at the television schedule uh, locally here in New York. Now, both this is one of the few occasions – this season that the Jets and Giants will be playing at different times. And, you know, both of these teams, the fact they made the postseason, well, the Giants made the postseason last year and the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, these teams are going to be very visible this season. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be part of it, but these guys both have a lot of primetime games. Yep, exactly. So we'll we'll see what happens in the... We'll be back next week to discuss what happened in week two and look ahead to week three. Yeah, hopefully we can build on the uh, success that we started the week off on. Uh, this isn't easy. It takes a lot of homework. Uh, you have to be diligent. You have to be smart. And uh, hopefully we are enlightening people on a week-to-week basis. So well done, Wiz. Uh, en- enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. And obviously we will touch base next week. You got it.